it is true that we are free to do whatever we want with our lives to do whatever we want about our personal details oftentimes we feel like we can post whatever we want that we can talk about whatever we want we feel we can write whatever we want or how much is telling too much how much is giving too much information as a person as a writer how much is too much once again welcome to Saturday Africa your one-stop community gaining invaluable access to materials that help writers and readers across Africa and today we are here to tell you how much is actually too much So let me just start with a fun question, right? What do you guys think about telling too much on social media? Okay, I don't like social media. One. Secondly, I feel like I don't need to know your business, like everything that is going on in your life on social media. Like you don't need to tell me. But if for some reason you feel like telling me everything that is going on with you is going to give you some kind of closure or whatever it is then by all means share but do not get upset when people start invading in your personal life because you made your personal life public and you should allow people to indulge Hmm. because because this issue came up a lot in this past (laughs) why you (laughs) i I had to hum now because I know some, right? some, some some people don't think that just because they put their life out there you have an opinion but but I I share in the sentiment that no. it's called social media the minute you put it there it means you've invited all of us to treat so yeah um social media is the 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 thing or the the, the the face that you want to put out there for people to see you know so it really shouldn't be there. You can't just, I mean, I, I laugh at people who go online and I'm eating rice, boom. I'm just taking a bath, boom. Man, switching things, boom. <laughs> we can load in with bay. It's not everything we put out there. There should be a limit to what you put out there. That's basically that. About do you think there should be a limit generally, or it is your own limit you're talking about? Because some people don't relate to what you are saying. Uh, there should be a limit generally. It should be a limit generally. There's such a thing as too much information. I don't need to know the color of your husband's boxers. Mm. I don't need to know that. Mm. I don't need to know if your husband took you to the Bahamas for February 14th. Thank you. Well, if 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 you're advertising something in Bahamas and you're being paid, hey, that's a different thing. But if you're doing a proco, like, hey, look at me, I'm in Bahamas. Man, if you're in Bahamas, I can get you kidnapped because I know you're in Bahamas. You do get Let's not even go security is here. I'm just thinking of... But for enough, security is part of it because some people actually snap their flight tickets like yes. a few months ago, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> like this lady was crying bitterly that um, 
<laughs> like she was crying bitterly that she she had um, I don't know she was traveling to the US and then she snapped her flight get, snapped her full information there and she got to the airport and they told her that someone had cancelled her flight. I know of a story, yeah. I know of a story of someone. This one is my. He was in my estate. He was in my estate. Okay, so he went to Abiokuta for a workshop that was going to last for like five days, and he looked at him posting here in Abiokuta for a five-day workshop that is going to be blah 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 blah. He just kept posting and posting. Meanwhile, his house was buckled because they knew he was, in Abiokuta, he was going to be in Abiokuta for five days. They calmed down, they settled down and, and robbed him very well. They robbed Every him day. very, very well. Uh-huh. So oh, why am that's... I laughing? This is mean. He's funny, please. You get, he actually gave them permit. Look at, I'm, I'm not around. I'm going to be away for five days. Come and help me. I clear my household. Uh-huh. So oh, there's a limit to, you know, Anyways, Adesa, the truth is this. Uh, there are some things that should not just be said. Like, I mean, it, it's fine if you want to put it out on social media, but be ready for the consequences. Be mm. ready. Just mm. be ready. It's like you're saying, oh, my wedding, I'm having my wedding on Saturday at Tosto Place, but it's strictly by invite. Who the hell is going to listen to the strictly by invite? We are all crushing your wedding, dear. Really, we are all crushing your wedding. <laughs> no, well, I, I, I think that personally, it is disturbing. It's quite disturbing how much um, people want to put their lives there on social media. And I feel like it tells a whole lot about you. Why would you want us to know some kind of motivation? You know, what brought this thing to mind, right, was this, this um, couple's... Um, Oh, are you a, talking about Aka and Claire? Yes, yes. I don't I don't want this chat oh. to be about them, but I I I I I I saw the rave on Twitter. I said, oh, let me even go and see. In fact, I didn't I didn't deliberately go out to look for the video. Somehow I stumbled into the video. And I just told myself, okay. I didn't know what to think. I was torn. So aside from the fact that yes, people say they learned from the video and all. But my point is, um, nothing can ever be enough for social media. And just because you put it out there, people are telling you, oh, they learned from me, they learned from it. Did they really learn from it? I, I see your point. John Cruz is what come, came to their mind at that time. Did they really learn um, from it? And then in years to come, do you want such videos going around online? You know, so I just thought to shake us up a bit with that question. <laughs> before we go right into it. Hi. Hello, how is Lagos? Lagos is fine and sunny today. Sorry, a call came in, so I had to stop it's it. Sun, it's, it's sunny everywhere, except for where Ole. Okay, where, funny enough, it's, it's sunny where Oleg is, but Oleg is cold. Abuja is fine. <laughs> ah. Hi, fine. So I was telling Sorry. Rita that the litmus test for me for sharing stuff on social media is, is it necessary? Is it necessary? Like, is it necessary? Okay. It's the same thing for writing. So I want to ask us, have you read stories where you feel like the writer told too much? No, the difference between t- telling and showing. When it comes to write, uh, I, I think it's a world of its own, yeah? Mm. 
you know, it's a world of its own and the the baseline in writing is imagination. Yeah. I think that's that's the current, that's the currency for writing, imagination. So if you have been given a mandate to go all go go all out on your imagination, I don't think there's this is too much or this is too less. Do you get? Because it's an imagination. I'm trying to create a story as intriguing as possible. And so I believe I'm allowed to say whatever I need to, depending on the genre. Like what is what is the theme? What are we talking about? I think it's only you only go off point when you know you go on a genre and then you start seeing stuff that is not fitting. And even at that, Seb, I still also believe that you can create your own style and if it succeeds, it becomes recognized as another genre. So if it comes to writing, I don't think there's too much information in writing if you're telling a story. Maybe maybe in terms of the technicalities, you, know, you might say, okay, this person is repeat, repeating himself. Could I just say this one paragraph in one line and all that, but as for putting out information, I don't think writing should be restricted that way. I could be wrong anyway. I stand corrected. Mm. Okay. Agree. I agree. The, 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 how can you limit the imagination? Sometimes you've got to tell too much. That's how it is. Okay. Are you saying the writer should tell too much? No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying it's there's no rule, right? Is it? Is it even even? Well, but you see, there are some times that you read a book and you see powerful points that could have been better described or um, left to imagination in a way yeah. that you could just show that and just stop. Like, why, instead of you just, instead of you telling me in a sentence, oh, the lady was sad, it's that been beautiful for you to show me. There's, some, there's, some, there's, there's a way you can show sadness and it draws me more into the character and what the character is going through than for it to just tell me out there, like, oh, this is this, or that is that, you know? Yeah, sometimes you can do that for effect, but there's a limit to effect. This brings us to, this brings us to the point I was trying to raise earlier. Should we now see that there should be a difference between, um, because now you're saying, saying too much, too much information. Is it really about the amount of information being put out or is it the way the information is being put out? The way. That's two different things. The way. If it is the way, then it has nothing to do with the amount. Because oh, yeah. 10, 10 kilograms of information is 10 kilograms of information. It depends on how you decide to put it out. It's still the same amount of information. So if we're talking about too much information, then we're not, we're not dealing with how it is being put out, they mean with how much is being put out. So let us differentiate. Is it how much is being put out or how is this being put out? I think for writing it is the how. The too much information was social media. The writing is how. Oh yeah, but 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 there's a but there's a way you can also overtell and not show and just makes your story sound like Wait, uh, a narrative. I don't have a, a total grasp of what we're saying, but I'm able to get some info on what we're saying about writing or showing much mm. on stories. Okay, personally for me, I feel you should show me more. Mm. 
Okay. I just have to kind of draw our minds back. Someone mentioned that writers actually write through their imagination, which is very, which is very correct. And at the same time, we write on the information that we get or topic that we feel it's actually okay. And for us to write on such topic, you must have read or listened to some series of some authors or some persons. And you write on those topic and gain insights on those information. Mm. You should also, we should also kind of think about, there's what is known as um, freedom of information being in Nigeria. There are so many writers today that have insight into so many informations. If they don't have all of this, this freedom of expression, they can't tell us more stories into all of this. So on a personal level, I feel I need to know more. There's no story that, you, you, there's no story that is too much per se. We've had the privilege of having so many um, topics on different issues that cut across our lives, especially as, um, sorry, I'm outside, as Africans. It's fine, it's part of life, comes. Yes. So, on a personal ground, I, th- I think we should have more. Negotiations. <laughs> I don't you know. present to everywhere. Listen so, inside the sitting room. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it cuts across individual what we need as a people. So for me, I don't think no story at all is too much to be told or to be written on. If I have a question, mm-hmm. okay, I'm have you read The Downfall Driver and All of Us? Mm-hmm. The Downfall Driver and All of Us? <laughs> yes. There was, a time that book, there was a time that book was advertised, but I never <laughs> read it. I never read you it. should go and read it. You can get it on uh, Okada books. Please read it. It's very right. important that you read it. As a negotiator, please read it. <laughs> Man, you're not serious. Get out. Is that why you have to stop us? <laughs> I even thought we are trying to arrive at a... At a oh God. No, see, uh, see this telling and showing thing. Uh, it's a thin line, though. You know? And I think that it helps to make for better stories, really. Like, so if, if so if we are saying ah this writer should have shown more than tell, we're actually on Sorry. your side though. Sorry. Okay, now maybe I was distracted a bit. What what exactly is this question that we are responding to now? Because I, something is just sticking in my head and it's not sticking in the right. What we are way. answering is how much telling is too much in stories. Oh, telling in yes. stories. How much telling is too much in stories? So you're reading a book and, and you want, and, and you, let me not even put words in my mouth. So in, in terms of reading, because this is Reader's Colony. That's okay. why I started by asking us, are there books we have read that made us feel like ah, this writer should have been more creative in the way they showed us Okay, if that is where we are coming from, you see, no, 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 it's not that I'm really getting the, the gist, because I was still linking it up to the first question about privacy and all that. Oh, now, okay. if, it is in, if it is in this one now, it's the way you put out the information matters a lot, you know? I can say, I can tell you a story of how I came to work this afternoon, you know? And somebody else will say the same story, and that person's story will be more interesting than mine, even though it's the same information, because of the way you know. 
and then that thing you mentioned about you know leaving some things to the imagination it actually is the best really because when you're reading a book or reading a story you know um, you are engaging all your senses and a, a little the reason why suspense makes stories more interesting is you know I'm not putting everything out there for you to see. I'm not making it easy for you to access. And that keeps you drawn in. So the way I tell the story now, if I want to put the information across and I limit some certain things, I, I share the work, basically. I'm telling you, I also want you to do your own, meet me up half, maybe not halfway, but maybe three-quarter way or something. But you get to meet me up. You get to do some work. You do some imagination on your own, you know. So I, I leave the I leave the story somehow. Maybe like that thing you said about sadness. Now, because I said, and she sat down crying, blah 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 blah. But there's another way I'll put that same thing, and you know, oh wow, she was sad, and you know, it makes it gives the story a better quality. So yes, there should be a limit to how much telling you do in the story. But say so somebody that is like an almost perfect show up, and I say almost perfect because there's like everybody's still learning is mm. fertile chick. There's a way she takes you through the like you feel the pain, and she doesn't tell you what the pain is. So you're but stuck you can't between the decipher what yeah. the pain is. Exactly. So you're stuck between is it hate? Is it fear? Like she just has you on the edge. Like, she's an almost perfect shower. She can, oh, my God, oh, my God. Another shower is Grandma <laughs> Francine. Like, like, oh, my God. So I was, I was asking, have we read any book where we feel like the author should have given us more to think about than just tell us? Like, have we well, read powerful stories where we feel like the stories would have been more, what's the word? would have driven home the message more if the authors um, invested more in showing than telling. Have you read well, um, well I, I don't have a, a name, a popular name to put out there, but there's someone I, I used to take a fancy in his chit chat on mm. Facebook. And whenever I read his stories, I this range of emotions that I experienced, um, anger, uh, like, you know, cringing, like, oh, God, can, can, can you not, I mean, like, imagine when someone is talking and you want the person to stop talking and the person just keeps talking and like, ah, this guy, just stop already now. Okay, we've heard, we've gotten the story, we've gotten the picture. You know, can you can you just stop now, please? <laughs> that can... So is that overshowing? Is it, that is the thing. I think I, I think I think the the no. I think the rule no. that I, I said for social media no. applies to writing. Is it necessary? I'm, I'm very hungry. I'm very so very if hungry. so 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 if flexing your biceps and all that does not take the story forward, do you need to show us that one? Uh, I think I like I like this uh, this uh, approach. This this like take. A trick. Sometimes writers do this, like when they when they talk a lot about um, about little things, about some material specific things, but they they uh, avoid uh, avoid speaking about uh, about feelings and what people really think about. You know, avoid the, the real stuff kind of kind of and go for material stuff, and then through that they they show 
how people feel, that sometimes is very powerful. Not always, though, but sometimes this is a very cool trick. Like, you know, talking about what, what, how, how the, um, the character went somewhere, you know, what, what he eat, everything, everything material. And then through that, suddenly you realize how they think, how, how this character is actually behaving. Uh, maybe he's hurting or she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So which, so, 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 so have you read books where you, you, you feel like the author should have just shown you more? Or, or reduced showing immaterial things less. Yeah, so basically you're asking, did I ever read a, a bad book? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to call it that. <laughs> Jenny, I love you. Sorry, I'm still eating my Sunday rice. I just enjoyed the conversation, but I couldn't have a laugh at that comment. Yeah, so basically that's it. Have I read a bad book? <laughs> I to... Well, I've read a couple. I won't call names. And in my mind, I'm like, what's happening here? You know, what's going on? You know, like, for instance, I read a book, like, last year. And the story, the story is powerful, but the execution was poor. Like, there were many things that I, there were, in fact, I had so many questions for the author by the time I was done. Like, why did you write it like this? And then, why did you do such a great disservice to the, to the main character? Like, there were so many things that you, that you had going for you in this story, but it didn't just, it just all fell flat, you know? Yeah. I don't need, I, I don't need to ask Oleg who is, who his favorite author is, or rather his greatest shower. That would be Tony Morrison. <laughs> I guess, yes. yes. <laughs> Oleg posts about Tony Morrison every week. There must be something on his Twitter about Tony Morrison. The reason why I asked this the question about social media at the beginning and then asking it from this angle of stories is for us to look at it, look at life and look at stories. They are sort of kind of the same thing, you know. But I think that for, for storytelling, even for storytelling, you need to tell us readers stuff that takes your story forward. There are some kind of things that you shouldn't just add to waste our time. It's not easy to sit down to read a book and then we are reading things that like we are wondering where is this story starting from, where is the ending, what's going on here, you know. And then and then I, I can feel Ifunaya's anger when it comes to bad endings, poor resolutions, but sometimes the author has some um, other stuff in mind as to why they ended stories the way they ended it. So, for instance, for Harry Potter, I don't know what you guys were expecting. She has given you, Susan, she has given you one, two, three, See, four, you, five, you know six, why I'm seven. even angry? What are you still you know waiting to read? I'm angry. I'm angry with that ending because I know she rushed it. She was not trying to achieve anything with that thing. She rushed it. Because and she had to tell me why. Like, story why? now. No. No, it was not even overstretched. Like, why why give me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, only to ruin it at the end of seven? Who well, is ruining it? Should be people have been you have been hyping and she and she, you know, there's a way there's a way you guys put pressure on writers and they do things they don't want to do. Who nobody put pressure on her to give us that kind of ending? For benefits of writers, what are those things we shouldn't even say at all that you guys get it like you get it? No need to tell us, we already know. 
first of all, for me, I've said before, I'll say it again. I don't need you to complete the story in my story for me. I sometimes I just want to complete it myself and do a little bit of shockers. Like, I have a question for you. What do you think about uh, Daniel Steele books? I write them. Oh, Daniel Steele is please. She's okay. She's okay, but she's not exactly my my type or what they call that. Ah, no, me, I like Daniel Stilo. Maybe, maybe, maybe now that I've grown up, if I read that book, maybe my own perspectives will change. But, Jane, why did you ask that question, though? Do you like Daniel Steele? No. The answer is no. Why? I, 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 I was hoping to get somebody on my side on that. I think her stories are, are very obvious. I think they are very plain, like it doesn't challenge your brain to think and wonder what will happen. Like you can just see where the thread goes. Like I recently read one of her books called uh, Granny Dan. <clears throat> and after I, after reading the book, I was asking myself, why did I, why did I follow the trail when I knew, like why did I just keep going when I knew where it was going to end? But you know, like her books are just, it's not a book you will keep and say, oh my God, I can't wait to get back to it. Like, I know the end already. I probably read it. They are just bad. Are you serious? Are you serious? I haven't read her books in years, so maybe they appeal to my younger self. There are some stories I've read that she has written that were really good. Like, you can't really decipher the end. How old were you when you read those stories? That's what I said. Can't you hear what? Exactly. To be fair, right? Appeal to you. But I have one of our books now, so I'll read it and you know to and see you had also, right? You probably no, because there was one book she wrote that was really good. Like the storyline was really great, and it made me think a lot about a lot. Even till now, I can never forget the story. My only issue, yes, my only issue is is that she writes a lot of sad stories like somebody must yeah, die yeah, yeah. somebody must become crippled somebody no she has written so no come to me she has written the founder book i've read that made me understand how the jewelry market works you know so i don't know of course that will appeal to you yes and i like i loved it so i don't know i'll read it and see to be fair to her her writings are very simple so if you have just started out reading, mm. you, would, you would love her writing. But when you read complicated books and then come back to hers, uh, just, nah, it doesn't work. So, yeah. Oleg, yeah. what do you think? Okay, let you what do you think? Have you ever read Daniel Steele's yeah. books before? No, no. Easy answer. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe, maybe the female folks are the ones that find her books. I'm going to read one of her books and see. But my all-time favorite will still remain Jeffrey Archer. I love his writing. I love his writing. For me, I have two best people who, who just tell stories the way I like them. Jeffrey Archer and um, Francine. But I think from the way Oleg speaks about Annie Morrison, I'm going to try to read about her. I'm going to try to read more some of our books to see what the hype is about. I don't know if you know, have you read any of Tony Morrison's books? Well, no, but I'm thinking of trying it out. 
sometime of, in the future. Because of Oleg. Abby? Because of Oleg. Yes, because of Oleg. I mean, if Oleg reads her books, then she's got to be good. <laughs> so for those of us who weren't here when we started, we're talking about social media and selling too much. So how much is too much for social media? Well, for for social media, another thing is uh, is uh, children. If you people people post, uh, you know, too much about their children, and children cannot do anything about it. They're just little. That could be very unpleasant later. Mm. No, I think this this like people is like people idolize their children. Who else feels like that? Yeah. I find it really weird when people open social media pages for their children and then they take they go out and then take a picture and post it on the child's social media page and say, oh, I love my mom and dad. I, that's, that is legit craziness right now. It, but, it's not until you're walking on the street that we know you are mad. But if the child loves their parents. Huh. The child is six months old. He doesn't <laughs> even know what is going on. He has no choice. He loves them. And then at the end of the day, when your kid is having problems, you can't actually talk about because you you're just stuck in this place. Oh, my kid is so perfect! Like I put him on social media, and yeah, we all know how that story ends. No, but seriously, I fear for children. You know, this days, so. who else? Who else? Who else feels that thing? Idolizing children, like, and at the point, I'm wondering: as these children grow up, are they are they going to agree to keep up with your idolization? Like, so what what happens when a child is like, I don't want to be on on social media and all? Will you now force the child? You know, and I also feel like some of these parents are trying to hide from what is reality, because if you're giving your mm-hmm. child all that attention on social media, so your child, um, so so this happened today, you post. This is how your child looks today. You post. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just afraid for the child because you are projecting too much of yourself on the child. Yeah. Uh, that's that's born out of insecurity. I mean, why why do you need people's people to date <clears throat> that you're a good parent? So, and so because of that, you're a good person or your child looks beautiful or handsome so you're a good parent or you're lucky you have it all i think it's just another version of insecurity i don't know or like do you do that i don't i don't post i don't post children i, I just don't, don't show the photos at all because you know they grow up and then they they look at you why did you do that why did you plaster my face over the internet? I, I want to do it myself. I don't want your, your you know, your, your old man now. I don't want to go next to you anywhere. You know how, how, the, how children get to I'm going to, ah, you <laughs> That's so mean. Yeah, Backfires, but it will happen that way, or the child becomes um, the child becomes a what's the word becomes uh, obsessed with 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 the public view. Look, I mean, living to impress the public. So it will happen either way mm. because the child is born into it. Mm, well, but some children actually just flow with it. So there are some celebrity children. Who came to limelight because of social media? Yeah, that's and then the question is, are they happy 
are they happy? They are they being kids? They wouldn't, or are they know, being forced they wouldn't to grow? know now till later. And that is the fear. And that is the sad part. They wouldn't know now till <sighs> parents. Till, till later. And that's the and that's the sad part. Because so for instance, now at a young age, your parents are already using filter for you. They are already posting picture, perfect pictures of you. You know, how do you yeah. now know what is real and what is and yeah. what is and what is social media? <laughs> it's like, mom, stop using powder on my face. I have pimples. Let the world know I have pimples. No, these days pimples is a sin. Oh, hey, is that is why I say I feel for children? Can like you me. imagine? Because we now <laughs> those days we can carry our pimples with pride. With your um is it a vacuum powder? I'm wrestling on your lips. And your mind, you are glowing. That to just make everything sweet. You now put gel on your hair. You weave your all back. You don't start it from the beginning. You need small brush. You now put gel in your mind. You've arrived. And you know, no, see, beauty is so complicated now. And it's just so sad that children don't even get to be children before they just start experiencing these things. And I remember one time when one of these Harry Potter kids, the one with the red hair, I think Ron, mm. was being mocked because he had freckles. And I'm like, why? Why are you mocking somebody for having freckles? Those are like normal. So what do you want me to do? And then the worst part is that these same people that would laugh at you for having pimples or boils or whatever, would also when you now start like de- doing the whole thing for the gram, they now start saying, "Oh, you're so fake. There's no real bone in your body. What is wrong with people?" And that, that is that is what a lot of people don't get. You can never please people on social media. People are frustrated out there, and they're going to take their frustrations out on you. So forget the fact that yeah. They look like, oh, they're getting so much great advice from you today. Tomorrow they will turn on you. Which was which is my point exactly on this Aka and Claire's interview. Like it's only a minute fraction of people that have sense on social media. So it's safe. And the very and those very minute fraction of people actually do not even say much or they're actually not there on much. I don't know. So the the only the few ones who might see the sense in why you are posting or not, they're not as many as those who just see it as entertainment, you know. So as much as the intentions for posting might be good, even though it is hard to convince me, as in even no matter the argument you give for why you are posting, I still feel like some a lot of it is not necessary. Especially now that we are now involving children a lot. So it's now, it has become a, and they tell you, oh, they want to build a profile for their child because they can now see that data is the future. What if Instagram gets, I don't know, if Instagram dies tomorrow, what now happens? Something that 2020 taught me eh, is that nothing, absolutely nothing is permanent. It, it looks right now that, oh, data is the future. IT is the future. Tomorrow, it will probably be um, living in caves. That is the future. So, mm-mm. what do we think about children owning phones and posting at a young age? Because I see that happening a lot. And then we're talking about pedophiles on social media. So, I know, right? First of all, the only the only phone 
some a child should have is a tab for like your educational stuff for me. Let us even tell hardcover is better if you ask me. So I don't know what you are looking for online tech or with a tab. Hardcover is better. Hmm. Olega and Jane, you guys, this is your topic. How do you guys plan to navigate this? I think you guys have grown up children. Well, me, I'm old fashioned though. My kids <laughs> don't have <laughs> yeah, they have an iPad, but um I think they can not I think they can only view YouTube kids. Um well they can go on Google, but um we usually check the history of you know, go and check the history of things they Google every now and then. Oh yeah, until my kids discovered incognito. You know you can uh. open it incognito. Ah, uh. <laughs> like I said, ah, uh, what is incognito? What is incognito? Yeah, if you open things on incognito, nobody can trace you. Like you can't see, it, you can't trace. Yeah, it. even if you go go to check browser history, you won't find anything browsed on incognito. So we do spot checks, <laughs> you know. But they don't have their own phones apart from the iPad. Uh, but I mean, iPad is as good as having their own phone because. Every time they come and say, Oh, I need to do some research for my assignment, I can't stop them. So the only thing is every now and then I just go and bump into what what are you doing? What site are you looking at? Oh mommy, I'm just wondering this. Feel so and then when we're at work, there's no internet. So I'm not worried about what they're looking at. It's only when I'm at home or, or my husband is at home. No, my my kids my kids are kind of grown up now. So sort of uh, eleven is my my oldest. So it's uh, no, not oldest, youngest. So it's um, uh, you know they they got phones and they they do whatever they like. And yeah, I don't. How ca how can I how can I stop? You know how long can I stop? Okay, I can wait for another couple of years, but then that's that's it. They're not gonna listen to me. <laughs> but when they were growing up, how did you manage it? Um, yeah, just you know, like limiting the time. That's uh, the only thing we, we we found working. Just okay, you, you can have like uh, two hours a day, and then yeah, try to sneak something maybe, but then we'll catch you and then this kind of stuff. <laughs> Boy, my okay, wow. I have a question, please. When I was a child. We used to watch stuff like Cinderella, Snow White. Those were kids' movies, Jungle Book and the rest. Now, as an adult, I go back to watch those movies and I hear some kind of things. I'm like, what? Like, this is in a kid's movie. And then kids watch these things because they're like, oh, that show's made for kids. So how much... like? It came to me when Jane was talking about YouTube kids. Like, how much of these so-called things they say are for kids, are really for kids? Hmm. That sounds like a jam question. How much of these things for they say are for kids, are really for kids? Um, well, I, I don't have a kid, unfortunately. So I may be speaking from the standpoint of me being a kid when I was a kid, trying to project myself into today's reality and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so um, it's a two-way thing from my own um, understanding. You see, I, I had someone say old school paper, blah, 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 is the best and all that. I heard that, okay. 
But then again, you realize that times are changing. That's just the unmistakable fact. Times are changing. Whether you like it or not, times are changing. And kids of nowadays seem to be a lot faster than we were when we were of their age. Why? Because it's, I said seem, seem. And by the way, I might want to take you up on the story of evolution, maybe some other time. I have a theory around theory of evolution. We are evolving. We are not changing from goats to chimpanzee and all that. No. What is evolving is the mind. The brain is evolving. So, yeah, kids of these days are actually faster than kids of 70 years, 70 years ago. Kids of this is it that, year. Is, is, it that, is it that they are faster or they just have more tools that make them faster? Exactly. And then all of us around them also see, are doing things that appear to be faster than our see, see, the truth of the matter is this, yeah? You are a product of your environment. No matter how smart you are, if you're in the wrong place, you'll be the way you are, where you are. That's the truth. I mean, that's so, not that because of the opportunities they have now. We're saying the same thing. They're still faster. Whether you want to say it because of opportunity or not. Now, um, my elder brother has two children. One of them is, I think she turned five, like, last year, late last year. And it's amazing the kind of conversations I have with a five-year-old. It's, it's crazy. She actually, I actually have, I'm not, like, no, this kind of conversation, we have to come down and start saying, da, da, ba, ba. No, we're talking, like, I'm talking to someone of my age. And we're talking, and she's grasping what I'm saying. Do you get now? When bring and I, I had the opportunity of seeing her grow up from a baby to where she is now, and I under and I noticed that you know, yes, the 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 things that we we introduced to her based on our own perspective, our own perceptions as kids growing up, the books, the paper, the bio, and all that. Yeah, it's good foundation, but at the same time. Getting an influx, getting infusing modern technology still works. So yes, she doesn't need to have a phone, but she doesn't need to also always turn a paper back. She can as well swipe. She can read. She can do all those things that the today's technology affords her to do, and she will be a better person at the end of the day. I think we will allow the parents in the house to respond. I think it's because uh, because of the sources also. When um, um, our parents grew up, you know, so much was about getting food. You know, just s- simple things were really hard. And because of that, lots of energy, lots of mental effort is wasted on that. Not wasted, but spent. And uh, they, they couldn't spend as much effort just being with their children sometimes. They just didn't have time. They didn't have anything. And uh, because now it's easier that's why children are growing up sort of smarter, more into it. Children, they don't have to worry about, you know, so much things that they had to run for before. You just open it up and you get water. You don't have to go 20 miles and bring a bucket. Okay. Nice perspective today. Do we have any closing words? Uh, okay. Um, be careful what you post on social media and... If you want to let it all out there, be ready for people to actually mess with you. Yeah. Be ready for it. 
like terms and conditions of social posting on social media <laughs> accepted i think I, i think for me my last word would just be directors should just um, they should believe more in the stories they want to write and take their time you know allow us enjoy the ride if you're going to put it out there then just make it worth the while and yeah let's i don't know it, it, before you post stuff just be sure that it's necessary and then we should allow children to just be children like seriously Mm-hmm. invading their privacy and putting them putting them all out there even before they have sense doesn't make sense my own closing word to be readers give give writers a break <laughs> i know that i criticize so <laughs> but man it's not easy to write so give them a break appreciate what they've written if you don't like go and write your Even if the ending is not what you expect, like like if if you expect it, why don't you go and write it? Why don't you go and write your own and put the ending you want? I know, right? Like because it's all of us to be writing. Write your own and put the ending that you want and leave the other alone. What was your final word? Don't do drugs. All right, guys. Take care, everybody. Have a lovely week. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you have questions, reservations, comments, or opposing views, you can send us a DM at Satire Africa on Instagram or join us on at Readers Colony on Slack. Or better still, you can email us at Satire. This is at our press at gmail.com. Thank you.